Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to the Dynamic Dojo Show with Restita and Robert, your source for martial arts talk radio. Okay, well, here's, so here's what happened. 
Art Camacho and I are talking the other day, and he said, Bob, I'm changing things. You know, a couple of weeks ago, he said, if anybody's nice to me during the rose, they're go- getting thrown out, right? So a couple of days ago, he says, I'm changing this. It's no longer a rose. It's an Art Camacho Appreciation Day. So now, he says, Bob, now you have to be nice to me. I said, okay. I, I said, Art, I tell you what. I will be as nice to you as you are to your talent on, on your sets. And he's like, wait a minute. <laughs> Uh-oh. Wait a minute. That doesn't sound right here. <laughs> no. I don't think I thought it was fair. And he didn't like those odds. He said, he said you know, I'm sensitive. I'll cry. I said, bring a towel. <laughs> I've got some good ones. I'm, I've, I've shared some of my, my uh, bit with you. Yeah. Bring up the tissue. I've, I've got some good ones. He's, he's, it, it's it's going to be a great night. I looked at who's, uh, who's doing the roast, who's roasting him. You know, we got Don Wilson and Joycelyn Liu and uh, Hank Garrett and Eric Lee and uh, David Reed is now in on it and then me. And I'm the funny one. I'm the one with a sense of humor. I looked at everybody and go, you guys aren't funny. But that's just me. <laughs> oh, man. So there you have it. That, it, was, it was hilarious. Great dinner, great bunch of people. We had a blast last night. Nice. Nice. Very cool. I, I saw that you guys had a blast. So, Kat, how are you doing over there? Well, uh, what? So far, so good. I don't want to. Uh, that sounds like she's underwater. Hello? Hello? Oh, Hello? I can hear you now. There hear you, you now. are. There you I are. can hear you. Yay. I'm here. I, I'm kind of getting out because I'm driving by all these telephone poles and, and windmills. So, the reception's oh. a little sketchy. Hey, hey. Over there I'll be parked room. sometime then. Okay, good. What's that? <laughs> How are things going down there in your neck of the woods? Our viewers want to know. They're going okay. It's uh, dropped down to 100 and so it's not so bad. 100 something? Boy, it cooled down. <laughs> yeah, it cooled down from the teens, from the 18, 19. Crazy. Wow. 102, not so bad. Yeah, that's nuts. <laughs> Robbie. Robbie is. Yes, I'm checking checking messages on my watch. <laughs> Hi, Robbie. How you doing? I can't check the. Me- wow. <laughs> you guys hear that? <laughs> you know, there's only one way that I can check messages, and that's. Do a double. Oh, there we go. That'll work. Anyhow. <laughs> oh, we lost cat. Where'd cat go? Cat, are you there? 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 Huh. Anyway, Janie says she needs a snorkel. <laughs> <laughs> Does she sound like she's underwater? Yeah, she does, doesn't she? 
<laughs> anyway, um, I think we lost her. Let's see. Let's see. Oh, we lost her. Dang. I'll have to call her back. Let's call Kat back here. Um, I wonder. Let's see. <clears throat> Let's call Kat back. She's going through windmills and stuff, so we'll see how this. That's really loud. Sorry, folks. Something tells me it's going to go to voicemail. Let's see. Ring, ringy dingy. Three ringy dingy. Don't know why it's not working. What's going on? Even going to voicemail, Bob. This is weird. Look how long it's been. It is weird, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, she's got no reception and it's just ringing. But, um. Yep, that's it. Okay. Well, we'll have to, uh, try her back a little. Try her back a little bit later when she's out of the, when she's out of the woods or whatever. Or desert. Or whatever the hell. Let's see. Right. Robbie, Robbie says I got a rubber duck because <laughs> she because she sounded like she was underwater. Anyway, so for those of you that just tuned in, um, keep tuned in because about six thirty or around six forty-five Pacific time, we are going to be talking about the subject: How has martial arts changed your life, or has even saved your life, or um, or that of anyone you know and love? And we want to hear from you when the phone line's open. Um, all of a sudden, I forgot our phone number, 347-677-0699. All right. So let's uh, go ahead and start with birthdays. Who do you have for birthdays on your end there, Bob? Well, let me get to my email. <laughs> you know, I need to do that, too. And uh, folks, am I still on camera here when I when I go away? To another window? I think I am. Okay. So while you're doing that, Bob, I am going to go see what where my birthdays are too. All right. Okay. Birthdays. <laughs> birthdays. Uh the what we had uh one of our get past guests about ooh, about four years ago. Uh, Mr. Tim Weskey. His birthday is nine ten. Uh, on wow. 9-11, we have Professor Patrick McDaniel and one of our listeners right now, Justin Harvey. Wow. Um, not, now, is Justin still listening? I think so. Justin, a couple weeks ago, as an Uber driver, I got one of your past guests in the car with me. And he knows Frank wow. Duke. He was uh, he played the guy who did Monkey on Bloodsport. Bloodsport. Whoa! Wow! Which was a trip. Uh, an old childhood friend of mine, uh, Glenn Grimm. His birthday is on the 14th. We have Anita Clay, a uh, oh, nice. good martial artist and actress. Her birthday is on the 15th. 
and a wonderful actress, a great human, uh, actor, rather, a good human being, and a big old tough guy, R. Marcus Taylor. His birthday's on the yeah. 16th, and those are my birthdays for the week. All right. I got a few birthdays, too. Today, today, a uh, good friend of mine, Ari Burns, her birthday's today. Master Joseph Bennett, uh, his birthday is also today. And uh, let me uh, go ahead and scroll down here. Also today, an old school chum of mine, Chris Przonki, her birthday is also today. And let me go ahead and scroll down a little bit more here. Uh, upcoming birthdays, you already said Patrick McDaniel, right? Yep. Okay. And my, uh, my scrolling is being really weird. Uh, let's see. Because if I go too fast, I'll completely pass it. On Tuesday the 12th, Sifu Kim Ivy of Embrace the Moon Tai Chi here in Seattle. Her birthday is on Tuesday. An old school chum of mine, David Yamamoto, also on Tuesday. Marco Juni, a whip-cracking buddy of mine from the Philippines, also on Tuesday. And who else do we got on Tuesday? We've got Shirley Keith. Her birthday is also on Tuesday. On Wednesday, we've got up. Oh, Shoot, my uh, why is my mouse being wonky here? And on Wednesday, we got Raul, Sifu Raul Ortiz, we've got Andrew Codger, Trace Magellis, um, <clears throat> and we've also got let's see, who do we got here? Anna Marie Mazzoni, a friend of mine that had uh, moved to Germany some years ago. On Thursday, we got Aaron McPhillip. And uh, John Crudup and Anthony Adderhold, Russ Demaria, a friend of mine here who also studies Tai Chi. And we've also got a lot of people calling me and texting me at the moment. We've also got Patrick Anthony on Friday, September 15th. And this is the month for my school chums. Um, my school chum, uh, Hujat Bacon, turning 51 this Friday. We've also got um, 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 um that's it for that and then on saturday my niece tony ray salmi and uh an, an old uh, friend of mine that uh, was uh, the parent of one of my students bobby king uh old co-worker of mine aaron mitchell and those are my birthdays today and i am going to give cat a call here in just a second after we play everyone a birthday song so here we go birthday mariachi come right up hola yeah. it's your birthday we're here to party and sing to you he's from me hope you are bueno the fun will rain the whole day through from the Gulf to the mountains, the city lights and fountains. Hope your birthday is excellent. You are another year older. So perhaps you should be generally awesome. Because today is your day. Hola. You deserve a friend fiesta. And later on fiesta. And the best of everything.
<laughs> anyway, announcements. What are some announcements on your end there, Sifu Bob? Well, I I already really went over the uh, the Art Camacho Rose that is at the Golden Dragon Restaurant on Broadway at starting at five thirty on the twenty third, where we're going to barbecue. I mean, roast Art Camacho, and I've got some good stuff going. We're we're uh, he's going to make some announcements. There, there's going to be a silent auction where half of the proceeds go to the museum, it's going to be a good time. Nice. Nice. Very cool. Um, I want to do a last-minute push for an upcoming event that's coming up next weekend. Next weekend is the Pacific Association of Women Martial Artists Training Camp out at Camp South on beautiful Vashon Island. And just to give you guys an idea of uh, who we have on the uh, on the ticker here for teach it. Hi. Hi. Washington, Palma, Pacific Association of Women's Martial Artists. We are having our training camp, and this is this is a, uh, a beautiful camp venue. And uh, some of the people, well, all of the people that are teaching, we're going to have Sensei Delina Fuchs and Sensei Narissa Freeman, who will be teaching self-care for all martial artists. Sarutokuma no Maki, which is a... Uh, gathering it's a jiu-jitsu thing or a judo thing. And they're also going to be going over no gi throws, so where you don't have to to, to grab uh, lapels or anything like that. <clears throat> so we've also got Master Terry Giamartino, who's going to be teaching weapons defense setting and setting up an anti-bullying program for your school or for your community. Shifu Corey Greek, who's going to be teaching internal and external martial arts, exploring opposites. Also, keeping the teacher, keeping the teacher teaching, and eight styles of learning. So those are going to be great lectures to uh, lectures and classes to attend right there. Sifu Emmy Highsmith and Sifu Mariko Highsmith are going to be teaching choreographing kata, advanced kicks and kicking combos, and conditioning and games for martial artists. And uh, that's uh, <clears throat> that's going to be a really great class, the conditioning and games for martial artists, if especially if you teach kids and teens. So um, if, you, if you're attending, you know, be sure to take that class. Sifu Melinda Johnson is going to be teaching Kajukenbo Street Fighting Combinations 1 and 2 and Kajukenbo Sticky Hand. Julie Kirby is going to be teaching Gracie Jiu-Jitsu Cross-Side Position, Gracie Jiu-Jitsu Back Mount, and Sparring, Gracie Jiu-Jitsu Sparring. So that's going to be a cool one. Um, I'm, hope, I'm hoping to take one of her classes. Sifu Debbie Leung is going to be teaching Tai Chi Fundamentals and Cloud Hands. And she's also going to teach Bagua Dang, or um, eight, uh, eight, uh, eight, uh, <laughs> all of a sudden I forgot the translation to Bagua Dang. <laughs> eight trigram palms. All of a sudden I, my brain's just going haywire. And she's also going to teach fan. And we've also got 
speak of the devil, Coach Kathy Long, who's going to be teaching an uh, introduction to striking and Muay Thai slash kickboxing, uh, basics and blocks of Muay Thai and kickboxing, and counter drills in Muay Thai and, and sparring. Uh, and sparring. No, counter drills and sparring. There we go. Counter drills and Sifu Michelle Miller is going to be teaching six six harmonies sword, uh, Sulum sparring set at and uh, Pilates mat. And I really hope to take the Sulum sparring set um, class. <clears throat> Sensei Laurie O'Connell, who also was a previous guest of ours, he's going to be teaching low-level force solutions for self-defense, contact referencing, a Western fencing concept applied to unarmed martial arts. She's also going to be teaching open guard, practical applications for self-defense and competition. Sifu Jen Resnick will be teaching Dao Yin Qigong, Xing Yi Neigong, and Finding Your Alignment. Contra Mesa Tigresa is going to be teaching Capoeira Regional 101, Capoeira Regional 201, and Introduction to Mak- uh, Makulele. And last but certainly not least, Sifu Zoe Zotig, who's going to be teaching a class on quick hands. I'm also going to be there. I'm going to be teaching knife throwing. So if you're going to come out and you want to do knife throwing, I suggest you bring your own knives because I've only got so many knives, and I don't give them up so easy. So there we go. This weekend, there's still time to register, last-minute registering, but I suggest you get on the ball now, ladies. If you are a woman or a teen girl and want to attend the Pacific Association of Women's Martial Artists Training Camp, just go to pawma.org, pama.org, and there's my push for it, and that's uh, one of my last duties as uh, during my last year on the Pama board for this time around. All right. <laughs> so, Kat, you can unmute your mic now. Do you have any announcements that you want to shout out there? Uh, I'm sorry. Do I have any what that I want to shout out there? Announcements. 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 Um, yes. Gosh, not that I can think of at the moment. Okay. <laughs> All right, and we've got uh, let's see who's uh, let's see who's listening today. We've got David Ricardo. Uh, can't read it all of a sudden. In copy, he just joined. Dennis Hallmark, hi, and he says love the show. Thank you, Dennis. Janie, Janie says Robert Ducky, you're the one. The fun. How was that for an Ernie imitation there, Janie? Anyhow, all right. So let's uh, move on now. Let's move on to, I don't have any health news, <laughs> unfortunately, because <laughs> I didn't have enough time to find it. So with that said, let's move on to Weird News. What for weird news on your end there, Bob? Okay, this comes from Las Vegas, Nevada. Las Vegas. And into California. Las Vegas authorities, there was a paramedic truck stolen in Vegas, stopped in California. Las Vegas authorities say a woman stole a paramedic truck in Las Vegas and led pursuing officers on a 50-mile freeway chase that reached California. Wow. Media outlets reported that Clark County's firefighters had parked the truck outside a pharmacy on Friday when the truck was stolen. The woman, whose identity wasn't released, ended the chase on Interstate 15 inside California. 
apparently realizing officers were going to use tire puncturing spike strips to stop the vehicles. Nevada officers had used spike strips that deflated at least two tires but didn't stop the truck. Las Vegas police, Nevada Highway Patrol troopers, and a police helicopter all tailed the ambulance during the chase. California troopers joined the, the pursuit at the state line. Wow. Huh. Why am I getting feedback on my own voice? I don't know. <laughs> Is that coming through your speakers? No. I, I hear it, though, Bob. I hear it pretty. You are echoing. I don't hear anything. It's not coming through <laughs> your speakers, Rusty? No. I mean, I don't hear it. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Ru- Kathy hears it. I hear it. I don't hear it. Do you guys that hear time it That's how I there? didn't. Do you guys hear it out there? in Facebook land? No, I don't hear yeah, it at all. it's definitely echoing. <laughs> That's funny. Bob goes, I don't hear it anymore. That's better, Catco. It's definitely echoing. Now let's hear from our viewers. Do you guys hear any feedback, like echoes or weird noises or anything like that? Anybody? Anybody out there? Anybody? We're still live. Okay, well, I guess not. All right, so let's move on then. I think we are now at, we're at entertainment news. Yeah. Well, Conor McGregor, now that he got a $100 million paycheck, is, 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 he's chilling in a grand style, they're saying. Conor and his, his baby's mama, Dee Devlin, and his son's, a junior or yacht he can he can more than afford after pocketing around a hundred million for the Floyd Mayweather fight. Connor wow. and his bro, brood have have been on the boat since attending a friend's wedding last weekend on a Spanish island. He may be the greatest showman in in all of sports, but when you strip it down, he's just kind of an ordinary dad. <laughs> all right, way to go, Connor. <laughs> all right. All right. Well, I guess with entertainment news, then, uh, wow, I think we're at our break already, I think. I believe we are right on time. Yeah, we are. All right. Well, let's do this, folks. Let's take a, let's take a quick uh, four-minute break. And when we come back, we are going to be talking about how martial arts changed your life or even saved your life or that of someone you know. Um, and uh, write this number down, folks, 347 So don't go away, folks. We'll be right back after this. If you own a gun, you have a full-time responsibility. When you aren't using it, be sure it can't get into the hands of curious children, troubled teenagers, a thief, or anyone else who might misuse it. Your family, friends, and neighbors are all counting on you. Remember, always do it. Lock it up. For more information on firearm storage safety, visit ncpc.org. This message brought to you by the National Crime Prevention Council, the Bureau of Justice Assistance, and the Ad Council. Dear parents, I just love you, and this will come directly from you. 
Whatever your message is, it will become part of us forever. Please teach us to accept one another. Teach us to respect one another. Please, do not fill our minds with hatred. Do not expose us to bigotry. Do not teach us to judge each other by race, religion, orientation, or the color of our skin. Teach us the concept of tolerance. Teach us to understand one another. Teach us to accept people of different cultures and persons with different beliefs than yours. Please help us to create a world where every man, woman, and child is treated equally. Dear parents, please don't teach us what to say. We learn from you every moment. If you use certain words which might be hurtful to others, we will repeat that word. Please don't show us acts of hate. If you act against people of different faiths, we will repeat your actions. Dear parents, we are your children, and we are relying on you to help us create a world where every person is tolerant of one another. this little Burbank building. This is the first museum in the world dedicated to martial arts. It, it really reflects on the style and the, the philosophy of each and every different culture. White eyebrow kung fu, monkey kung fu, and the animal style, Shaolin. Talking about the ninja here. Japan had the samurai. Here we go into our Korean section. In fact, every corner of Asia and the Pacific has its own martial arts. It'll be an absolute shame if one day you ask a kid and he doesn't know who Bruce Lee is. From the history of the Japanese samurai to the artistry of anime, enjoy a look into Asian culture by visiting the Martial Arts History Museum in Burbank. Hi, this is Frank Duke. This is Cicho Douglas Wong. Hi, this is Kumu Lua, Michelle Manu, and you're listening to Rosita and Bob on the Dynamic Dojo Radio Show. The only place to be to get the real scoop on the real things that are going on in the martial arts world. Do you have an idea for a guest or a topic that you'd like to hear on the Dynamic Dojo Talk Radio Show? If you do... You can email your suggestions and ideas to dynamicdojoradiohost at gmail.com or you can also post it on the Dynamic Dojo Facebook page. You're listening to the Dynamic Dojo Show with Restita and Robert, your source for martial arts talk radio. In. This is Dynamic Dojo Talk Radio with Peter, Robert, and Kat. It is now 6.31. We're only a minute off kilter. And uh, we just opened our phone lines. Our phone number here is 347-677-0699. So our subject today is... Oh, hold on. Our subject today is how martial arts has changed your life um, or even saved your life. Um, or that of anyone you know and anyone you love. So we'd like to hear your stories. Um, and when we're talking about how it's changed your life or saved your life, you know, it doesn't have to be anything like like earth-shattering or groundbreaking or anything like that. Because if it changed your life for the better, the way that you live it, we want to hear about it. 347-677-0699. Now, this, is, uh, this subject was actually suggested upon by Kat, our esteemed co-host. So, Kat, can you let us know why you you chose this subject today? Did I lose her? (laughs) Did I lose her? 
nope, she's still there. Oh, you know, I guess it would help if I put everybody's mic up. Hello. Hi. Hi. Hello. Hi. Hello. Hi. I'm feeling very unloved right now. Well, you know, Bob was unloved. Also. <laughs> Bob was unloved. Damn it. Well, I'm used to it. You know, I've got like so many windows open on my on my little computer. I think it's just coming out of it. Anyway, (laughs) so for anyone that wants their own radio show, thinking that it's an easy thing, yeah, anyhow, (laughs) don't worry, I'll train you. If you want your own radio show to join the Thinking Network, I'll I'll train you on this radio show. I'll train it. Okay, Rusty, it's on. <laughs> okay, you sounded great, and now you sound far away, Rusty. I don't know what you're saying. I said, can you tell our listeners why you chose this subject tonight? Here's why I chose it tonight. There's two. Um, one is in the early 2000, uh, I old school, uh, Muay Thai school mostly, and I a little bit of Kung but we worked with inner city kids. Or, these, these young teens used to, um, you know, things in and around their house, lying in front of them. They were. You know, a lot of kids were very troubled and very emotionally traumatized and also just heading toward juvenile hall or jail or prison or death at some point. They were falling into these gangs and and doing really bad things. And this particular group of kids that we would take in, um, we we did more than just train them in martial arts. And we taught them to respect themselves and respect others. And one particular young man... Uh, his name is Leo Reyes. He came to us when he was 16, and he was, you know, a, in, very intelligent, but also very troubled. And on his way to jail, he would oh. literally sneak into people's homes, walking around in the night, just to see what he could take or what he could do while he was in their house, and they didn't even know it. He was that kind of kid. Wow. So... Hold on, cat. You're sounding like you're underwater. Hold on. I'll give it a second. Hold on. Hold on. You sound like you're underwater. All right. Hi now. Hi now. Hi now. Try now. Try now. Oh, now, brown cat. Try now. Does Kat sound like she's underwater? Breaking up really bad. No, she's yeah. breaking up. Yeah, everyone else is saying. Okay, now you are. We're here. We're here. It's you. <laughs> And there, there. 
on occasion, when I'm frustrated, once in a great while. We are human, you know. I, I, <laughs> I apologize. Uh, rats. That was no good. Anyhow, so let's go to Bob real of course, now I, I couldn't hear a word you said. How had God dang it? <laughs> God, you know how how alive. <laughs> you know, it's fine. I should do what I did to you the other night when you said, "Bob, can you hear me?" and I said, "No."
has been proven in my life to be the one thing that has my spirits be motivated. I have, you know, continued um, to, to want to persevere in life. Very cool. And that's, so that's, that, that's really how much this has saved my life. Right on. That's, that's, that's a very awesome life experience. Now, do you feel that the, uh, uh, would you say that, you know, so when we say that martial arts has changed your life, would you say it was developing that disciplined mindset that got you out of that hole? Yeah. And, and, uh, yeah. You know, I didn't get it when I was learned discipline as a child. Um, mm-hmm. I learned the opposite of that, child. But martial arts has been teaching me discipline, self-control, respect for others, respect for myself, um, mm-hmm. you know, the will to continue, and, and all those things. That's why I'm mm-hmm. I'm so serious. Martial arts to me is everything. It's absolutely everything to me. Without martial arts, I wouldn't be here. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Awesome. I think maybe we can hear chat now, I think. Let's, let's try it. Let's try I hope it. So. I, I don't know. Can you? I can hear you. You can, can you or chat? cannot? I can. You can? can? Yes, I can. Hallelujah. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. <laughs> Lordy. Yeah, so please um, yeah, you know, Leo uh, is now, he's now the, one of the head coaches in several Muay Thai gyms in Los Angeles because he was able to pull himself out of that, out of that gutter and, you know, learn how to love himself and take care of himself as well as others. Um, but if he if he hadn't joined our school, I know he wouldn't have uh, he wouldn't have gone down that path. He would have gone down a different path, and I probably um, probably may have read about him in the obituaries. Who knows? But I know for a fact that it has completely changed his life. You know, we are joined by Sunny Jones right now. Um, also, um, hey, Kat, Marlon, Marlon uh, said hi. <clears throat> and uh, George Cornell. Uh, was watching. I don't know if he's still watching. Angie Abadmancia was watching. Michael Wonder still watching. Samaj. Uh, Samaj is watching. Um, yeah. So there we go. So three four seven six seven seven zero six nine nine. Give us uh, give us a call. Let us know your uh, your stories about how martial arts has changed your life. So, um, yeah. Anybody else you know there, Chad, that students or anything like that that uh, owes martial arts uh, for a, a change in their life experience? Yeah. Um, if it wasn't for the martial arts, I would be dead right now. Oh, my gosh. Tell our, 
tell our listeners about that? Yeah. Um, someone who was training me, uh, someone who was not only training me, but we all in the school together. Um, expressed want to kill me. No, he was me. And you could chalk it up, David, whatever the case may be. I, I didn't leave. I would have died. It was, that was with a gun. I know if he had me, I thought. Cut out for just a second. Daddy, you there? Yeah, I'm here. Oh, okay. You cut out just for a second, and we missed the last part of what you said. Well, if I've not been doing martial arts, if I've not learned instincts and to to be able to discern danger or not danger or no danger, I would have died. And wow. I definitely chalk that up to martial arts training. Wow. Dang. Wow. It's reactions, folks, in Facebook land? We want to hear your stories. Come on, don't be shy, folks. We, we all got into martial arts for a reason. Right? And, uh, and it goes a little bit beyond, it goes a little bit beyond, oh, I saw Teenage Ninja Turtles and I wanted to learn how to use the sky. It goes, it goes beyond that. It starts that way, but it does go beyond that. So, you know, feel comfortable, folks? Sharing your story or whatever, give us a call. Don't be shy. Three four seven six seven seven zero six nine nine or start typing or something. Okay, this is an open forum, um, and uh, you know, let's uh, talk about that a little bit. Now let's bring Rich's uh, line up because there's a lot of background noise on Rich's line also. It's painfully loud. I can tell you that. Well, yeah, because I can. Me? Yeah, are you on a headset? Because it sounds like something's like hitting your mic or something like that. It sounds like you're eating. It sounds like. It sounds like. No. Um, it's a a Wi Fi issue, I think. Yeah, I think you're out of range. Good, hon. Good. 
Awesome. You got a story for us, Danny? Oh, sure. Uh, the reason why I got into it is because, uh, well, my mom was a single mother taking care of two children. Uh, my brother had a lot of anger issues, and I ended up being the end of his anger. So, uh, with my brother being abusive the way he was, um, it kind of helped me get deal with my own anger issues. Um, settled my temper down big time. Uh, and also helped me deal with him. Because uh, if I didn't have any of those skills, he probably would have, you know, either hurt me worse than I than I did get hurt, or, uh, you know, <laughs> he could have injured me to the point where, you know, there could have been, you know, death involved. Uh, you know, so, you know, in a way... So it was kind of, it was kind of my first uh, teacher, if you would. Uh, and I say that because, you know, because he was so abusive, I had to learn to block and stuff like that, and run away, and 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 get myself in a mental state that, uh, okay, Joel doesn't like this, so now I got to watch what I say here, you know, or um, I have to tiptoe around him, you know. Um, so, and then, but he also taught me to be stronger, too, as a female. Uh, so, you know, I took a lot of, uh, I took a lot of, uh, uh, mental and verbal abuse as well as physical abuse. So, the martial, martial arts helped me deal with all that and, and also kind of helped bring us better, better together as a family when it was just the three of us. Uh, because uh, it, it, if you're if you're talking, Rusty, I can't I can't hear you. I'm not saying anything. I'm not saying anything. Oh, okay. I'm watching you on screen. I saw you moving your lips. <laughs> Sorry. Gotcha. There's an awful lot of background noise. I don't know if anyone else can hear it. Yeah, it sounds like someone's It's Rich's line. You know, I think one thing that martial arts... Richard. Mute your mic, Richard. I love you. I muted him. I muted Well, bring you back on, Rich. Don't worry, but I had to mute too much, too much background. <laughs> Shoot. Okay, go ahead, Kat. I was just, you know, listening to, to what she was saying. And, you know, it's it's important that there be one person who can learn to control their anger and control their impulses to lash out and to hurt and to be reactive. And sometimes that's all it takes if one person can, you know, be a... a a little kinder and maybe even have better control, then it can lead to others having the same. Absolutely. That That's definitely one thing martial arts can do for you. And I know for me, the whole time I was competing in kickboxing and teaching martial arts, I was horribly abused. And, mm-hmm. you know, it uh, definitely learned a lot of mental control. Absolutely, because you can't have two people going off like an atomic bomb because nothing ever gets solved. 
So when you You're got right. one person <laughs> who could actually keep it cool enough to where, you know, maybe they can get that other person to de-stress a little bit, then you could talk, you know. But, Sounds uh, like in your case you maybe had three people who uh, couldn't quite keep control. <laughs> well, I had a, I had a, my anger issues too. My, I have a really hot temper, um, but it's something that I keep stuffed down inside and only comes out when it needs to come out. Uh, and with a, with a mother who went from being a child and straight into a marriage, you know, she was still learning about herself as well. So tempers flew, and so somebody had to uh, take the brunt of some of the stuff. So I guess it had to be me. Tolerating? How, how's it going now? Now that everyone's older and a little bit wiser. Well, uh, my brother. What helped him out is he joined the Marine Corps, and the Marine Corps uh, oh. straightened him out as well as my stepfather. Um, my brother is still a butthead, but um, that's just part of his personality. He's chilled out enough, and uh, so he. He's still a person that I don't really go to for anything, but he's my brother, and I love him, and if you needed me, I'd be there in a heartbeat. And, uh... So, I guess it also teaches, uh, in a sense, you know, uh, a sense of forgiveness, in a way, in a way, um, but being able to just kind of... I guess what I mean by that, J.D., is uh, to be able to go with the Mm-hmm. So, yeah, who else do we have with us right now? We've got, let me look at all the comments here. We've got Padme Grace. She was uh, listening a little bit earlier, and she said, changed my life. I was super shy and found my strength through giving back to others. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Um, speaking for myself, I was super shy also. When I was a child, all the way up until pretty much through high school, uh, I only hung out with uh, a select few. But back then, I was still very shy, very shy, and in a way, still am, certainly. But just like Jeremy had said, that uh, I found more confidence by sharing with others, sharing with others something that I felt good about daughters um she's she's kind of shy but i got her involved in martial arts uh because because she she uh wasn't very confident and she tried softball and stuff like that and everything that she tried as a team sport wasn't really her gig um 
and she just didn't feel like she was that good at it. So it took us a little bit to find her niche and what made her comfortable. Um, she was in archery, and she's awesome at archery. She instinctively shoots well. Uh, but it was not, it wasn't a fast-paced thing for her. So uh, she needed more out of something. So I told her, I said, let's do this. Let's, you know, I've done, I've done Taekwondo, and then I've done Aikido, um, and then I decided to try and find something around the area here. I said, let's try, let's try the Taekwondo building down the road here. And uh, let's see if it likes if you like it, you know. I don't force kids to do martial arts. I don't try and throw my passions on somebody else because everybody's different. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, we took the free class down here at Victory, and the minute that she stepped into the dojang, she was hooked. It was <laughs> it was fast paced for. Oh, she's an awesome forms person, and we she's done tournaments before. Um, and actually done really well. She's taken first and second places in forms. Um, then uh, she got into weapons, and she really loves the sai. Well, taekwondo is a is an empty hand uh, martial art. So any weapons that we, uh, you know, take up, we kind of have to learn from somebody else or or try to make our own with, you know, because we use our forms for our weapons. So right. what I did was is I took I took a Tai Chi uh, practitioner, Jake Mace. I don't know if you've ever heard of him. Yeah, but, I've heard of uh, him. Yeah, okay. Well, he had a Psy routine, and I took his Psy routine, and I, I incorporated Taekwondo in it. So uh, right. Kylie, Kylie's got a couple of Taekwondo kicks and hooks and stuff like that. Uh, that she did, and she actually took first in weapons for the uh, PKC, Professional Karate Commission, uh, and uh, it became a national champion for that, or regional champion, sorry. Uh, so it was really cool, but uh, her confidence level when I got her into martial arts and she started winning built her up, and yeah. she's a, you know, she's a phenomenal kid, and, and uh She's a great instructor. You know, she uh, she's 17 years old, and she works really well with the kids. And I think her confidence level and knowing that she can do anything she can she can wants to do as long as she puts her mind to it. So uh, yeah. uh, that's her, her short little, <laughs> little gig there. <laughs> right on. You know, and uh, kind of off subject, but kind of because it applies it applies to your daughter. You know, a lot of people think, oh, well, if you're not using a, like in this case, uh, let's just say Chinese broadsword. If you're not using a Chinese broadsword in the context that it was meant to be used, then, you know, and you're not, you don't really know how to use it and all this other kind of stuff. You know, lately I've been seeing more and more people of other arts cross-training with, uh, with weapons from other arts. Right, I mean, I've seen taekwondo mm-hmm. people. Well, like you, Janie, taekwondo people with eskrima sticks and knee sticks. Uh-huh. I've seen karate people with Chinese broadswords. Um, I've seen Filipino martial artists using size and pompa and stuff like that. And I think, I think 
sling a sword and for any purists out there that uh, right. think that only kung fu people can swing a Chinese sword. Come on, folks. You know, if your life was on the line and there was just a, uh, I don't know, let's just say that there was a Keres, a Filipino Keres, there, you're a Chinese pilot, you know damn well you're going to pick I look at it this way, too. The scrima for me, is a more practical use because if I'm in the street and somebody attacks me, there's going to be more chances of me having a broken tree limb or something like that for me to defend myself with than having a sword. I'm not going to pull it off my back like a ninja turtle. (laughs) Like a ninja. Oh, come on. You're not a ninja. (laughs) No. (laughs) I'm more turtle. (laughs) Oh my goodness. So yeah, you know, by all means folks cross train. Don't don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Um, although I have I have met artists that um, I have met people in arts that say, Nope, nope, you can't bring anything into that style. I it's our style. I'm like bastardizing the style. You can't do this, you can't do that, all that other kind of stuff, but that's a different show. We'll talk about that right. in <laughs> Anyway. Listeners and viewers, our phone number here is 347-277-0699. Let me get my glasses back on here so I can read what's going on here. Uh, yeah, 347-677-0699. No new callers, but we would like some new callers. Uh, right now we have John Lupo that had um, commented on our comment feed, on the live feed, and he says, I've honestly never been good at team sports, most of which people have signed me up for, and I've never been able to enjoy them because I'm stuck in rigid positions and zones. No room for improvisation or creativity or being able to take advantage of a situation that comes up right then and there. Amen. I, I hear you. You know, I tried team sports for a while. I played softball for a while, um, but then I found that uh, sometimes people people have their how should we say people have their pattern of who was going to get the ball when because everyone had their set positions and stuff like that um, so it became very hard to play in a sense volleyball was the only team sport that I actually felt that I was part of a team because you rotate so everyone, everyone's got got a different uh, 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 what's the word I'm looking for responsibility, depending on uh, depending on how you on when you rotate and stuff like that. So everyone has to work as a team. There is no, there was no just oh I'm going to be the set of whole darn game and, 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 and you know uh, of course I would always rotate out when I got to the front row because I'm not tall enough. Aggression. 
um, that would be that would be great because you know I mean I'm thinking oh I I just yeah. want to compete and I'm gonna my like, just a win that kind of thing um, but on the other hand there's also, <laughs> I'm gonna do my best to win and then I get pissed off when I so you know please clarify because uh, those are completely different um, let's see here. So, Bob, any comments so far on anything that you've heard or anything? You, you, you know, what I could make out, it was really good. Uh, I lied, actually. My call dropped. You probably didn't freaking notice. Because I, th- I heard you say that you were still shy, and my heart stopped for a second. <laughs> Maybe it maybe it's just me that brings us out in you. <laughs> yeah, right. I don't know, Bob. Bob, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Bob? Oh, oh I, my goodness, can you can. You. Okay, cool. <laughs> nice. <laughs> you know, there there are ways to be pulled out of your shell from being shy. However, you're always going to be shy in some situations. It just won't be as bad. Um, you know, because I was painfully shy when I was a kid. I, so, I, Rusty, I get it. I understand. Yeah. Oh, I still, and you're in right, Kathy, because I'm, the way I'm you worded shy. it, because I, I, am, I am the same way as you. I am still shy in certain circumstances. Yep. Yeah. And, yeah, so, you know, in well, a way, I think, oh, go ahead, go ahead. No, it's okay. I was just going to say that one of the things that forced me out of my shell, literally, was opening a school at 19 years old and teaching and waiting tables. Those two things, especially the martial arts, but, you know, approaching people you don't know and you have to speak to them and you have to build a rapport with them and talk to them. And, yeah, it's, it was, it was what helped a that. lot. My, my wife can do that. I cannot do that. That's why when she came to Dragon Fest with us, she was going out and getting the people to interview. Because of Rusty's and my shyness, we couldn't do it. We know she could. Yeah. Oh, well, I know how to do that. <laughs> well, you know, it's not, it, it, in, in my case, it's more like, you know, if I'm carrying a microphone, I don't want to, like, be pushing in to, like, you know, some celebrity space or whatever and say, hey, can I get an interview and stuff like that? Because... Okay, Rusty. I gotta tell you, from a fighter's from a fighter standpoint, it's a great honor to have somebody from the media come up to you and say, "I'd like to interview about that fight. How did you feel about it?" It's amazing from a fighter's point of view. I would love to be interviewed by somebody, you know, who who showed that they cared or gave gave a little bit about, and they actually watched it, and it's and it's also on air. From a fighter standpoint, it's kind of sad when you don't get asked for an interview. I I last night when she kept telling you to go get that fighter. That's right. I did. Go get him. Go talk to him. That's right. Drag, drag him back to the table. Interview him for a second. Just a couple seconds. Well, that, that's why I had I had Tiffany with me. She went to go grab him because he's he's part of her camp, right? And she disappeared right. and came back without him, and now I'm talking to Chris, and, you know, just, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
Okay. See, you know, Are you talking about like the last that. fight or the one in the middle? No, the, the, the first one. The one that I initially wanted. I just got him. I just got him. You know, and then we wanted the little kid. So, and then just go get him. Sometimes you just got to go get him yourself. If you want something, sometimes you just got to do it yourself. Sometimes. That's why I wouldn't be a good interviewer because I don't like bothering people. And I would feel like I'd be bothering them. You just got to ask the right questions. And leave the live feed with someone who's really not my co-host. Yeah, (laughs) I know. (laughs) But, you know, I've been on both ends. I've been the one interviewing and I've been the one being interviewed. So, you know, I understand both aspects. Oh, I get it. I guess guess you have to be in it for a while. No, you know, I mean, no, I get it. I mean, when I was in China... You know, being a token American and stuff like that, that won, you know, a world championship in China against people from China. Oh, we're, you know, we're talking right. about it. You know, kind of thing. Yeah, I was inundated by all the news and stuff like that. And I was like, holy crap. You know, part of me said, leave me alone. <laughs> and another part of me said, wow, you noticed. And you have no problems about an American thing the title. Okay, great. I'll talk about it. Um, it's pretty cool, isn't it? And, and it, do it anyway and talk to him anyway. Now I work for a, a, a 
Cat on Spike and do what? On Spike. Wait, I keep missing the last part of what you're saying. He says, interview Kathy Long over Skype and share Spike And share. Isolate a mic. There we go. It's Jamie's mic. And share to my group. Oh, thank God. And share to okay, my group. I'd love to. That'd be great. You know, you've got like a lot of groups, right? Including yours. <laughs> yes, <laughs> of course. Of course. All right. So pick it up with cat. Pick it up with cat, Stephen. So there you go. All right. Seven seven zero six nine nine. Let's uh, go ahead and take some more calls here. Um, so give us give us the line to answer, folks. <laughs> How's that? <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, let me check my messages here. Oh, that was you, Cat. Okay. You said I called in, but I can only hear. All right. That's cool. Okay. So, in the news, just so everyone, if anyone's curious about Hurricane Irma, this is off topic, but in the news, and I don't know if this is real, you guys, so maybe someone can, like, uh, let me know in the comments. It said that Hurricane Irma was so powerful that it sucked ocean water away in the Bahamas. And there is... Actually, I do because I met somebody that I got in my car today that was an evacuee from Miami. He was out here for a few days, and he told me that story. Wow. That's that water wow, that's really amazing. Out. Isn't that incredible? Yeah. Now, here's how it happens, you guys. This is why it happens. I don't think this is a, a you know one of those you know BuzzFeed type of fake stories or whatever. Um, the, this is a phenomenon that's caused by a very powerful storm. And what happens is the center of the storm has low pressure um, that draws water upward, okay? 
And low pressure is basically, it's basically like, like a vacuum cleaner or whatever. It sucks air into it. And when it's really low, it can change the shape of the surface of the ocean. I mean, that's, that's pretty wild. As the storm draws water toward the center, it gets pulled away from the surroundings. So um, some have speculated that the disappearing water could indicate an incoming tsunami, but apparently that wasn't the case. Um, but uh, it's, uh, that's pretty wild. But the last time this phenomenon previously occurred was in 1936 um, during a hurricane that uh, affected the Acklands Island in the Bahamas. So, uh, but the water is going to come back soon, according to this, and residents should be cautious since the water's return might be powerful. So be careful, you guys. And um, I'm going to go ahead and show this. I'm going to go ahead and show this video, uh, this story, because it's amazing. It's amazing how how Mother Nature works, isn't it? All right. So caller J has dropped. Um, now remember, folks, if you call in, please press one on your telephone keypad to put yourself in the caller queue. Otherwise, we're just going to think that you are listening. So um, if you want to, oh, we had someone that pressed one. Here we go. Let's take this call. Area code, area code 717. You're on Dynamic Dojo Talk Radio. Who are we speaking with? Oh, you're in big trouble now. <laughs> you got the you got the Spidey on the phone. Spidey, how you doing, man? <laughs> Hi, Rosetta and Robert and Kathy. Hi. Please call Hi. me Cat. Cat. Hi. Okay. Cat. Cat from when you played uh, uh, Catwoman. <laughs> you doubled for Michelle Pfeiffer. Yeah. Yes, I you did. Yes. And I got to choreograph the fight scenes and and play and have fun. It was great. Yeah, I saw some of pictures. They were really good. Um, um, if you wanted to hear about, uh, I will take you up on that uh, acceptance of the interview, by the way. Um, okay. As far as the subject matter, um uh, martial arts, um, especially since losing my wife in 2004, uh, I would say has saved my life in many ways, uh, my love for martial arts. Um, I've been in it for about four decades, but, uh, you know, with depression and the, and the grief and everything, uh, that, that has really made a difference. And... Um, I always loved martial arts. I was a huge Bruce Lee fan, Chuck Norris fan. But when you lose somebody you love, you know, you need another, you need something to keep you going in life. And um, that was a big, big part of keeping me going. So, yeah. So, I don't know if I'm still on. I'm not. I'm not hearing Rosetta. I'm hearing Kathy. Oh, I'm right here. I'm right here, buddy. I'm right here. Okay. Okay. I'm right here also. Hi. Well, I thought I'd just call on and say hello, and uh, uh, it, it's helped a lot of people in life. And that's part of the reason I, I do the groups, you know. 
because it does help a lot of people. Yes, they are. And thanks so much, Lady, for, for and thanks for, you know, for what for what you're doing. And uh, I know you're a big part of of the martial arts community, and I pre- we appreciate your your work, Jill. So. And much. I'll be in touch, Kathy. Thanks again. You're very take welcome. Care. I look forward to it. So take care. Take care. Okay, you too. You know, in a, in a lot of ways, doing martial arts kept me sane, um, kept me from doing the wrong things. Especially living through the years and years of abuse. Really helpful. Yeah. yeah. I've been I've been asked, you know, on more on one occasion by uh, by friends and uh, even by students alike. Um, they go, Shifu, you need a day off and this and that and the other. But uh, even on your day off, you're always here at the dojo. You know, what's what's up with that? And you know, to tell you the truth, even just being around an atmosphere of martial arts is something that I I need a little bit of every day and if it's not talking about the martial arts it's being in that environment you know so like being here in my dojo when I could just be at home you know what I mean um it's something that has been a part of my life longer than not you know I mean I'd only gone eight years of my life without doing that that was the first eight years of my life and you know the rest of it the rest of it has been martial arts so I find it if I didn't have that atmosphere or something similar, I, I do think I'd get a little depressed, <laughs> a little, a little sad, a little depressed. Um, but yeah, and just, just uh, incredible stuff. So for anyone else that wants to share their stories, 70699. Um, I do want to share a little bit um, of, about a story that uh, I have. Um, in the uh, early 2000s, I think, what time is it? It's about 7.26. We've got a half hour left to our show, folks. So if you want to give us a call, please do. Um, and I'll make this pretty short. Um, back in the early 2000s, I was training to compete in the world championships again um, in Wushu, the actual fast Wushu, not Tai Chi. And um, in order to compete in, in the world championships, you need to compete in three events. You need to compete in empty hand, uh, short weapon, long weapon. So I chose the southern, uh, the southern system. So I chose Nantuan uh, and Nandao and Nangun, which is the southern staff and the southern, southern broadsword. And I started training with my Sifu for, uh, I was training with her like every day for two hours a day in the afternoons before I taught class. Training like a dog, training like a dog. And uh, during that time, we did a demonstration, a big demonstration. It was a sold-out venue. And I had adrenaline pumping, and I did something called a whirlwind fall. And I landed on a really rigid stage. There was no given that stage at all. And when I jumped, I literally was about eight, nine feet in the air uh, from, and I was horizontal. So I was horizontal. So between me and the floor was about eight or nine feet. And I thought, wow, I'm going to land pretty hard. So I landed and I did, I landed pretty hard. Um, and I got up and it hurt, 
and I thought, well, you know, that's going to leave a mark, but the show must go on. So I finished the routine and went backstage and it, it burned the side of my uh, left side of my hip and my thigh burnt. And uh, I said, well, show must go on. I had a two minute break and then I came back on and I did Southern Broadsword for the, for the exhibition. And I noticed that I couldn't really feel my hands. I couldn't feel my hands. They were, they were, they felt doughy. So I had to end my routine early and uh, before, because I knew I was going to drop my sword and I was backstage and I was leaning up against the wall and literally pounding my hand up against the wall going, what's going on? I can't feel my hand. What's going on? And then I noticed that my feet were giving out too. They, they felt doughy and kind of pins and needles. And I started to panic on the inside and the uh, stage manager said, said, Rusty, you're on and you're on in two. And I said, Oh my gosh. Okay. Grabbed my stuff and went out there and ended my form early because I was going to drop it. I couldn't feel the, couldn't feel the stuff anymore. And I panicked and I left. I, I, after that, I, I had to go, I had to, I had to go and, and uh, kind of freak out on my own a little bit. <clears throat> so I went to sleep, woke back up. Everything felt okay was watching TV and I tried to get up and promptly fell over. Couldn't feel my feet, couldn't feel my hands, couldn't feel nothing. And I panicked. Um, I stood up and, and I realized, oh, sciatica, right? But that sciatica lasted a week. I saw a chiropractor for another week and he finally referred me to a neurologist because he thought that I had done something or broke my back or something. Long story short, um, I thought I was, I was pretty much partially, very partially. So just a smidgen, smidgen. I could have been this close to being paralyzed, but damaged. I had, I had damaged my spinal cord. Uh, couldn't feel my feet. So my feet turned in a lot. Um, I actually sprained my ankle a few times because I couldn't feel my feet. I dropped a lot of things because I couldn't feel my hands. Um, it was hard to drive because I couldn't feel the brake pedal or the clutch or anything, but I trained myself. And the reason why that was, was my own Sifu saying, you need to concentrate on Tai Chi. Concentrate on Tai Chi. Really concentrate on controlling your limbs. Be aware of your limbs, and you'll, you'll get your function back. Um, it took two years, though. But without that Tai Chi and without the support of my own students and the, the support of my Sifu really pushing me to really delve into the internal arts to heal myself, um, I probably would have blown a cog and gone completely apeshit because there was one day where I thought I can't do anything. I literally said to myself, I fucking can't do anything. What the fuck is going on? And I started throwing stuff around and just, I was just so couldn't do anything or couldn't feel anything. Um, but it was my Sifu and my students actually, and the martial arts and the martial art of Tai Chi that actually helped me get through all that. Um, I'm fine now. I can feel my fingers and stuff like that. But if I do take a fall, I do feel a little bit of the after effects of that. My fingers go tingly and my toe tips go tingly, but I don't lose feeling in my limbs anymore. So that's good. <laughs> that's great. So, yeah. Yay. That's fantastic. Yeah. So, so. If I drop something, you guys. Like my coffee cup or something, it's just that. <laughs> and I think it means that I took a fall. So, Danny says, oh, it's crap, I'm tired, but it's, yeah. It's a, it's a 
my uh, it was just kind of a funny story. I went to uh, when I went to my neurologist and thank God for insurance, right? Thank God for insurance. They took every test, every test that they could to find out what was wrong with me. They were looking for tumors. They were testing for even like you know sexually transmitted diseases. They were checking for cancer. They I got a spinal tap and an MRI and and a CAT scan and a brain scan and all this other kind of stuff. I mean, it was whatever they could, they did strength testing and all this other kind of stuff. And they could not figure out what was going on. And the reason being is that there was like a two and a half week window, right? Where I was seeing the chiropractor and nobody else. And <clears throat> the theory that my neurologist came up with was that um, in that week or two, my spinal cord, which had been um, injured and very swollen, actually, um, the swelling had gone down, but they couldn't see where the injury was, not even in the MRIs or the CAT scans. But the damage was already done to the peripheral nerves. Can't, you know, why my, my hands and my feet and my, even my scalp, my, my scalp felt tingly all the time. Um, and uh, it had to sit. Um, hurt just incredibly bad to sit, um, and it hurt incredibly bad to stand. So, um, but I thought it was funny that they they did every test and couldn't find anything wrong. But what was even funnier was that I had to teach classes in a prone position. But since it hurt to stand and it hurt to sit, I literally had to lounge in a in a lounge like a lawn chair. <laughs> I just sit in a lawn chair, kind of half like this, and just with my hands and get up and stumble and uh, teach people stuff. And students got really good at their awareness because I literally would walk like I was drunk and then they just have to catch me and put me back on track and, and stuff like that. And, you know, it just got to be routine. You know, no one was like panicking anymore. And so two years of that of laying on my back <laughs> to teach class, that was, that was pretty funny. Anyway, um, we've got time we got here it is 7 34 claudia lopez just joined our our little party here how are you doing how are you doing claudia david Bordeaux joined joined a little bit ago uh janie says spinal injuries are nothing to mess with i'm so glad you didn't have a more serious injury so am i so am i janie um but i tell you what there was that one day where i completely lost it i just lost it. it because at that time I prided myself on, on what I could do physically right um, martial arts and otherwise and I mean doing something like this opening this it, it wasn't happening I could if I really concentrated well after I you know really delved into the Tai Chi I was able to actually watch it and control this kind of movement even though I can feel anything, right? You know, but I've dropped coffee cups. I've over-squeezed toothpaste tubes. I've, yeah, it's, <laughs> and, and the funny thing is, is salad dressing. <laughs> because I would over-squeeze and wouldn't know. <laughs> anyway. Uh, so, yeah, folks, you know, don't mess around with spinal injuries. If you fall down, you know, don't try to be like, 
Mr. or Ms. Tough, tough person and go, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine. If it hurts and nothing feels right, um, see somebody. Because don't do what I did. I ignored it for a week. And uh, thank God nothing was wrong. But, you know, the damage could be done. So anyway, all right. I think I'm getting, I don't know who's trying to get a hold of me here. I hear Castline came back online. Oh, Stephen Spidey just got a hold of me. A hold of me. He said, I would love to interview you too. I interviewed Bill Wallace, Joe Corley, Cynthia Roth, Rod Jerry Lee, and Richard Norton so far, and Penny Rodriguez and Christine Bannon Rodriguez. So, yeah, I'll just tell him sure thing. All right, there we go. Thanks, Spidey. Thanks, Spidey. All right, you know, if. And that was Spidey. Um, if we don't have any other calls, I think we could just end it early. What do you guys think, Bob and Kat? Bob, are you there? Well, we 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 did have a call though, Rusty. Is it still there? Oh, or is that Spidey? Can I get on? Area area code two one five. Two one five. Yeah, that's me. Oh, right on. I just heard your mic so you can like talk to us. <laughs> so, yeah, sure, Spidey. What I couldn't hear you. Are you pressing buttons before? No. It's me. Oh no, I I I, I press cats because the back background noise. Oh, oh, oh. But wait, I'm not making any background noise. I'm sitting perfectly still. Cats. I, I I turned cat's line off. I muted her mic, and it was it was background noise. Yeah, yeah, but that's all right. So with that said, let's go ahead and end it early, folks. So I'm going to bring cat's mic back up here. Cat's mic is back up. So why don't we end it early, cat? Okay, let's and, do that. Yeah. Okay. Very cool. So, um.
That sounds perfect. I would love to do that. I will. I might be able to uh, stream the uh, Pama demonstration live, um, so that way people can see some of the... Okay, take care. Bye. Bye. the music on our way out. Here we go.